I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, Episode 42, Establish a House of God, Studying Doctrine and Covenants, Section 88. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come-follow-me study for busy moms. I'm Donica Contour, your host. I'm a mom of four kids, wife of a high school theater teacher, and my favorite show to binge watch is Murder, She Wrote. Alrighty. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. I hope everything is going well for you. Um, life is good. If it's not good, then it's at least a little bit funny. <laughs> I saw this thing one time that said, Young Naive Me. I hope my life turns out perfectly exactly the way I want. And then it was like, Me currently. I hope when things mess up, at least it's funny. <laughs> something like that. Like, yep, that's, that's, I feel that. So we are studying Darker and Covenant section 88, um, this week for Come Follow Me. And it's a jam-packed one, let me tell you. But I want to focus on one specific set of verses, actually. Um, so I'm actually going to read them to you first. This is obviously section 88, verses 118 through 120. Okay, so I'm going to read them off to you, and then we're going to go through them. Um, and as all have not faith, seek ye diligently, and teach one another words of wisdom. Yea, seek ye out the be- of the best books words of wisdom. Seek ye learning even by study and also by faith. Organize yourselves, prepare a every needful thing, and establish a house even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God, that your incomings may be in the name of the Lord, that your outgoings may be in the name of the Lord, that all your salutations may be in the name of the Lord with uplifted hands unto the Most High. Okay, so that's our little section of verses that I want to focus on um, today. And one of the reasons I think that this section of verses hits me so closely is in my patriarchal blessing. It talks a lot about seeking out, um, words of wisdom and like about reading, um, which for me was one of like my testimony builders because the way that our stake worked when I was a kid, um, in Hawaii was our stake was all of Wahiwa and Mililani and, um, which if you don't, know Hawaii. It's basically two different cities that are pretty spread out. And, um, there was a lot of us. And so our, the patriarch lived in Milani. I had never met him before in my life. August Lowe. I'll never forget his name. Um, patriarch August Lowe. And he, I'd never met him. I'd never met him before. As far as I knew, my parents didn't really know him or anything. Um, he was just the stage stake patriarch. And so I remember talking to my bishop and he's like, okay, well, here's the phone number when you want to arrange, um, to get your patriarchal blessing. And I remember calling him, um, the patriarch and making an appointment. And I remember my parents telling me to make sure I fasted before I went. Um, and so I fasted, we went up to the stake, um, stake offices in Milani and I got my patriarchal blessing and I had never met this man before in my life. And yet he talked about things, um, that were very specifically me. And I knew like that was a big testimony builder for me. I knew that heavenly father was real, that he knew me 
because this man I had never met before was telling me things that were concerns of mine and worries of mine and also things that I loved doing that um, he wouldn't have known. Like this guy, like we literally, I walked into the room. He's like, hi, are you Donica? Actually, probably said Danica. Um, <laughs> most people do. And I was like, yeah, I'm Donica. Um, these are my parents. And he's like, okay, well, let's do this, you know. And I, I mean, he probably wasn't quite like, hey, let's do this because he was this little old man. But um, basically sat down and he gave me the blessing. And I think we went to Chili's afterwards. Not with the patriarch, just me and my parents. But um, anyway, so that's something that has always been really tender to me anytime it talks about seeking words of wisdom. And so I love this. As all and as all have not faith right? Because some people aren't there yet, right? Seek ye diligently and teach one another words of wisdom, right? So I would say like my children don't necessarily have a lot of faith, right? Because they don't have a lot of world experience. They don't have a lot of um, faith experiences um, because they're really young. They just, it's not that they haven't experienced life. It's that they're six and four and two and zero years old. (laughs) So they, they don't have a lot of life to, um, to pull from. And so a lot of times they ride kind of on our coattails. Um, and so it's our job to teach one another words of wisdom. And I love that it says, seek ye out of the best books, words of wisdom. Now let's talk about the best books for a second. I think obviously we're talking scripture here. Obviously we're talking the Bible as far as it is translated correctly. We're obviously talking about the Book of Mormon. We're obviously talking about the Doctrine and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price. Um, We're also talking about, you know, general conference talks. And we're talking about the Ensign and all of these things that are um, church media provided to us by by the um, church. But we're also talking about secular books, right? Books that can teach us things. um, And we're talking about fictional books. Okay. I am a big believer in the fact that the books that we read our children and the books that we read ourselves become part of us. Um, I'm very picky about the media that I put into my body, so to speak, um, more so than about the food that I put into my body. Because on the one hand, like I honestly, if I eat a package of Oreos, yeah, I'm going to feel kind of crappy for a couple of days. Um, you know, depending on how many packages and how many Oreos are in a package, <laughs> if I down that whole Costco box of Oreos, I'm not going to feel great, but eventually that will pass and more than one way. And, um, I'll be done with it. It'll move on and I can kind of switch up what's going on in my body. Right. But for me, um, especially as a writer, I have a very vivid imagination and I can create images in my brain very easily. Um, And there are scenes from books or scenes from movies that I watched one time. I read one time 15, 20 years ago, and it's still stuck in my brain. And I can't just like move on and let it go. And so I've learned as the years have passed, especially once I got my degree in um, English, I learned that I had to, because there are certain books that we just had to read um, because it was part of the curriculum. And some of them were very hard for me to read because they were very graphic um, and, you know, dealt with some difficult material. And I think that it's one of those things that for me, I had to learn very quickly that when it came to my 
pleasure reading, right? This is reading not for school. I had to be very careful about what I decided to read and what I decided to put in my mind because whatever I stuck in there, it was going to be in there probably for forever. <laughs> and I think that it's such incredible um, advice to seek ye out of the best books, words of wisdom. Um, something I learned. Um, and it, I mean, obviously this is one of those things that I feel like people will say and you're like, oh, duh. But it didn't occur to me for a long time is that if you're reading a book and you don't like the book, there's no law that says you have to finish the book. <laughs> I've read books that I was like, well, I'm this far through. I might as well just finish it. You know, that way I can finish the book and I can be done with it. And I, now I've learned that if I start reading a book and I don't like it, I put it down. I'm not going to read anymore. Um, my friend hosts this really fun book club and she picks all the books. Um, sometimes we'll vote on them. And um, I don't do horror at all. I don't do thrillers. Um, I used to really enjoy thrillers. I can't do them anymore. I've gotten, uh, I don't know, less willing to do thrillers in my old age <laughs> of 31. But anyway, and she had us read, she wanted us to read this one particular thriller slash, you know, mild horror book. And I read the first chapter and I didn't even read the first chapter. I read the first couple of pages and I was like, nope, no thanks. Like it had things in it that I didn't want. And so I plopped them out of my brain and, you know, like in, and even that, like I would, I don't even remember the characters' names, but I can picture the scene in my head because that's how good my imagination is. Anyway, my point is, is that we need to be careful about the things that we read. And if you start reading a book and it doesn't feel good, put it down, walk away. You don't have to read it. I hereby give you permission to leave books unread to leave books partially read if it doesn't feel good, right? Um, if you were sitting down to eat something, right, and you're like, oh, this tastes like this. Like if you sat down with a glass of milk and you started to drink your glass of milk and you're like, oh, this tastes like it went sour, would you drink the whole glass of the, the rest of the glass of milk or would you throw it away? I hope, I hope you would throw it away. Don't make yourself sick because you feel like you have to finish the glass of milk. Don't make yourself sick because you feel like you have to finish reading the book or watching the movie or listening to the song or whatever it is, right? So we're going to move on to the next part of this verse because I love this. Seek ye learning even by study, right? The world learning comes from study, right? Whether it is out of a book or in a classroom, that's typically how we think about learning. Um, but our study can be with our hands, right? It doesn't have to be, it can be through YouTube, watching people do stuff on YouTube and then attempting to do the same things ourselves. My dad was saying a lot of the, um, he has motorcycles and a lot of the way that he learns to work on his motorcycles is through YouTube videos. <laughs> um, and then this is my favorite part. So seek you learning even by study and also by faith, right? So how do you learn about God? How do you learn about the commandments? How do you improve your faith? you seek learning by faith, right? That means that we, if you're not sure about tithing, test it out, see how it goes, pay your tithing consistently. And that's going to be an act of faith because you're not sure what's going to happen. And the more that you pay your tithing, the more you're going to see those blessings and the less it will be. And the more faith building it will be. For me, I feel like at this point in my life, paying tithing, oh, I got to do that by the way. <laughs> um, paying tithing isn't so much an act of faith as much as it's an act of knowledge, like I know when I pay my tithing, everything else will work out. Um, okay, so let's look at the next verse. 
This is verse 119. Organize yourselves. I think a lot of times we take this into our houses, right? Like, oh, my house has to be perfectly organized. And don't get me wrong, it's always really nice when you can get your house organized. It always feels really good. Um, but I think that we need to extend this not just to our physical things, but also our emotional things, um, our mental things, our spiritual things, right? If we're a jumble of nerves and crazy on the inside, it's a lot harder to get through, to feel organized. Um, I would recommend the thought, I am organized, or I am capable of being organized, or people like me can be organized. Um, okay, so let's talk about this. Organize yourselves. Prepare every needful thing. I've always loved this because I struggle between wanting to get rid of all the things and have the least amount of things necessary and then also wanting to keep all the things because I might need it for something. <laughs> I have like, I go, I bounce between those two. Um, and so I think preparing for every needful thing in your finances, in, um, spiritually, right. Making sure that mentally we're prepared for everything. Um, I mean, like in, in the, physical term of things, right? Making sure you have house insurance and life insurance and renter's insurance and all the different insurances in case something happens that you are prepared. Um, but also mentally preparing ourselves for conversations that we need to have with our children for, um, things that are going to come up like death of loved ones, or how am I going to handle the, you know, think about things that are for me, it does this going to sound crazy. For me, thinking about the worst case scenario and then making a plan in case that worst case scenario comes to pass brings me a lot of peace. Um, and so for me, that's part of preparing for every needful thing. Um, and then I love, here we go, establish a house. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Establish even, so even a house of prayer, right? That's one that is, I feel like, really easy to do. And sometimes the easier it is to do, the easier it is to not do, Um and prayer is like foundational. We need to make sure we're saying our prayers. Um, a house of fasting. Again, same with prayer. It's something that's super easy to do and sometimes makes it super easy to not do. Um, maybe it doesn't feel easy when you're actually doing it, but like the concept is not hard. Um, a house of faith. A house of learning, right? We've talked about both of those already. A house of glory in a house, a house of order. And again, I think that this is talking both about physical things, but also about emotional things. Cause there's definitely been times in our lives when I felt order in our home, even though there's chaos in our clutter. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like when our children, and obviously I can't control our children to the sense of making everybody get along, but when I'm establishing a house of order inside of me, um, I feel like that tends to make me more patient and that tends to bleed out into my children and help them be a little more calm, a little more patient, and everybody else can kind of feel that that ease in the home. Um, and the last is a house of God. And one thing I really focused on in 2020, like my goal for 2020 was to create a Christ-centered home. And, um, one of the things I found 
was controlling obviously our media intake, but also um, putting up some artwork that had Christ on it. Um, and then really trying for myself to focus on, okay, if Christ was the parent in this situation, how would he do this? Um, I was by no means perfect at it. In fact, I think I was probably pretty awful at it, but I tried and I feel like in the last year, really focusing on making sure we're doing our scripture study as a family, as a couple, and then as a person, right, as myself, um, has helped with that. Um, doing this podcast has helped a ton. And then, um, so if you're not getting your scripture study done, I highly recommend starting a podcast because <laughs> um, it gives you some accountability. Um, but turning all of the things to God. And this next verse talks about that, that your incomings may be in the name of the Lord. And I think about this, not just is financial income, right? Money. Um, but also everything that comes into your house, right? Any books, any movies, any music, um, any people, any thoughts, any feelings, any, and you know, all feelings are welcome. But I think also keeping in mind that um, everything comes in the name of the Lord, right? Everything that comes in, thinking about your home as you would like the temple and what kind of things would you allow in the temple? What kind of things would you be like, oh, I would never put that in the, like, I would never put this in the temple. Maybe that shouldn't be in your home either, right? Um, that your outgoings may be in the name of the Lord. And so everything, same thing, but coming out, everything that comes out of your home is, and I'm not talking about like you go through your books to DI things because they don't feel like they're in the name of the Lord and now you're shoving them out in the name of the Lord, so to speak. Um, but I think like your output, right? What are you putting out in the world? Are you gossiping or are you spreading love? Are you, um, complaining about, you know, the service or are you being charitable, you know, and giving people the benefit of the doubt, right? What is your output in the world and would the Lord be willing to attach his name to it? That all of your salutations may in the name of the Lord, may be in the name of the Lord with uplifted hands unto the most high. Um, and I think ultimately what these scriptures are talking about are giving us is the key of happiness. Um, I think a lot of times we get stuck in Pinterest boards or Instagram scrolls of what we think a perfect home should look like and what we think a perfect home should feel like. Um, and I think really Heavenly Father is telling us exactly what it is, right? It's supposed to be a home where we are prepared, where we are organized, where we have prayer, fasting, faith, learning, glory, order, and God. Um, that everything that comes into our home is approved by God. Everything that we put out into the world from us, everything we create, everything that we put out into the world, God would be happy to claim that. Um, that everything leads to him, right? And I think that the way to do that is to kind of take a look around physically. Sometimes it's easier to see and it gets easier to get overwhelmed. And so I would suggest taking a look inner, inward, right? 
Um, and if you're not sure, take a second, journal some things out, just sit down and write down whatever comes out of your head. Um, and I find that for me, that tends to work really well to kind of help me organize my thoughts and feelings. Um, and then once I get organized on the inside, it's a lot easier for me to get motivated to organize on the outside. Um, anyway, so those are just kind of my thoughts on these scriptures. I really love these scriptures and I have an idea in my head for like a little sticker or a graphic or something about a house of order and that whole scripture. I'm trying to figure out how exactly I would do it. But anyway, I'll talk to you next week.